Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson. And I'm joined as always by my esteemed co-host, Dexter J. Tucker. What's good, fam? How y'all feel? And this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. Now, hopefully you all are having a good weekend. Hopefully you're having a good start to your week. We're running into the Thanksgiving holiday. So hopefully you all are uh, not having to fight the crowds too much at the grocery store. And hopefully you get an opportunity to spend time with friends, family, and loved ones. So if this is your first time here, I just want to say welcome. Thank you for joining us for these conversations. We really appreciate everyone who takes time to go ahead and listen or watch the video. Last week, we had a really good conversation talking about you care too much. We talked about how caring too much what people think can actually stunt your own growth and actually can make you shy away from going after the things you want to in a relationship. So if you haven't listened to that one, go ahead, pause this one. I don't mind. My feelings won't be hurt. Go ahead and listen to that one and then come back and join us for this conversation. So I don't know about you, Dexter, but I, I'm feeling really like I'm really feeling the fall. Um, it's I, I'm liking this change in weather. I don't know if it's the hoodies, but I definitely like, like I've already started pulling the hoodies back out. It's, it's, it's my type of season. It's my type of season. Everything's been going good in my world. But Dexter, what about you? How are things going for you? Things are going good for me, man. I pulled out this uh this this Nike fit that I that I, I got. I had I was looking for it for a minute and I found it and then like I was like, I'm not gonna be sure gonna be able to wear it. Then the temperature dropped down to the 30s. I said, Woo, good looking out, God. And I was able to put that together, man. It was it was a dope fit. I, I one of my favorite fits now. But you know, now that I think about it, you know, we're we're approaching cuffing season. You know, mm-hmm. cuffing seasons are is upon us. You know, we're about to enter into Thanksgiving and followed by that Christmas. And after that, you know, skipping to the new year. And then from the new year, you're going to Valentine's Day. There's just so much coming up, you know. And, you know, as you said, it's getting colder, having to pull the hoodies out. You know, a lot of us getting ready to travel to, you know, grandmama's house, mama's house, auntie's house. Even that favorite auntie, you can't stand, but she just happens to be able to cook, you know. Real and, uh, real, and real quick. Fellas, keep your hoodies this season. Keep, keep your hoodies. Keep them. Put a tag on. Put an Apple Air tag. This ain't a sponsored video. <laughs> put an Apple Air tag. We know how the ladies like to kind of steal the hoodies, and this is the time of year when they go missing. So I just want to speak to the fellas. Use your voice. <laughs> speak <laughs> up. Don't, you, don't, don't let your favorite Nike hoodie get swiped. I don't care how much she's like, please let me. W-. No, we keeping them this year. I'm going to tell you what I did. It's what I did, right? I got an LSU hoodie, right? I was like, you know what, babe? I'm going to let you have that one. She was like, for real? I'm like, yeah, you can have it. It's all good. 
And then I, she was like, yeah, I think I need some more hoodies. You know what? Go on I can get you some more hoodies. Go ahead and get you some. So that way she keep all of them that she picked out and she like it. She ain't got to touch mine at all. But like Joe said, y'all keep kings, keep keep your hoodies, keep your hoodies safe. Um, but it's just like, you know, we're like I said, we're approaching that season where, you know, you kind of want to have somebody to give your hoodie to. Or you want to be a recipient, a, a recipient of somebody's hoodie. You know, but you probably a lot of a lot of people now in that season where they're they're trying to heal, trying to heal from you know past trauma, past relationships, and just really enjoy enjoying that healing journey. But we all want companionship. We can't sit here and lie that we don't want companionship, that we don't, you know, want to be close to someone, you know, have someone that's specifically our person. And so with that being said, I just wanted to kind of jump into our, our topic today. And and John just want to pose this this open-ended question to you, you know, what do you do when you when you're lonely? What do you do when you're in this season of your life where you're on your healing journey, you're enjoying the person you're becoming, but there's this desire, this inclination to want to be with someone, but you understand at the same time that, you know, it's important to, you know, be, stay on this healing journey and stay focused, but what do you do with that desire of being, of feeling lonely? Like, what do you do you know, when you're healing, but you're lonely. And I, I think the key thing that you're saying is while you're healing, like while you're healing, like still in that process. And I think it's important to evaluate where you're at in that journey. Like all as all points in your healing journey aren't going to require you to be by yourself. But I think during this holiday season, especially as we're starting to see people put up pictures of doing their couples photos People are getting engaged around this time. People are doing the matching pajama parties. Like you could feel left out. And I think the biggest thing like that we have to acknowledge is that we do feel lonely, that we do feel that the absence of another person and to, and to be okay with that being our reality and not demonizing it. I think too many times people try to say, oh, you shouldn't feel lonely if you love yourself. No, you could be perfectly fine within yourself and still be lonely. That's still a really, um, it's a reality. It's a reality. You could still be lonely. I think we have to acknowledge it, be okay with that being our reality, and also finding ways to remedy that without it necessarily having to be in a deep, committed relationship potentially like one of the things i recommend especially around the holiday especially if you're not in a relationship but you still need companionship find what find ways to be around those you care about whether it's friends whether it's family whether it's going to that co-worker's house to to have a game night something i don't believe you have to stay isolated now now it may not be the same as a boo it, it may not be the same as someone that you can like be cuddled up with and stuff like that, but you still can meet the need for companionship in different ways. But if you're one of those people who just wants like romantic companionship, then you may have to, to decide yourself, like, are you going to be willing to potentially set your <laughs> healing journey back by going back to that old fling? calling that sneaky link, 
giving that person a chance that you know is no good, but because you by yourself, well, let me try that. I don't know, Dex. What do you think? What What do you think is something that people could do, like when they're lonely, especially during this season? I mean, you really said it right there. It's like you know, having community is important. You know, because a lot of us, you know, I know for I can speak personally for me that you know when I was on my healing during this one thing that I did. I focused so much on me and being com- being comfortable in solitude that I didn't realize that there are a lot of people, family and friends, that are on the same journey that I'm on. I'm neglecting that part of that community where I can get, you know, that extra boost of confidence, you know, that um, that sustenance that I need to continue on this journey and being comforted with the the beauty of having that community. You know, and I think we we all neglect it, you know, because we we're all a lot of people are on the mantra of, you know, if you love yourself, you know, that's enough, you know. But yes, it's important to love yourself, 100 percent. And we can't neglect that part of ourselves. But at the same time, we're human and humans. We all want connection. We all want that connection. We all desire to be connected, you know, to people and especially with, you know, want to be connected to a significant other. You know, and I think one of the things we can do is 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 depend on that, you know, and understand that there are people there that truly care about us. You know, even if, you know, for those that have, you know, lost parents and grandparents, there are still people, there are coworkers, there are um of course of course there are mental health resources that we can use for that, you know, to to get the extra help that we need. But when it comes to those familial, you know, connections that we have, we should be able to lean on that. You know, I remember I remember uh, when I was uh, on that journey and uh, a young lady I was interested in, we kind of just separated and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I did was I went to my grandmother's house and I just went there. We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about what happened because what happened happened. And, you know, I was in a good, good space, but I didn't realize how much I needed to just, you know, be around, you know, my grandmother. You know, I had I had been working so much and I was like, I need to go see my granny. And I just spent, you know, the next few days just going over there, spending time with her. And I didn't realize how much of I was getting what I needed, just realizing that I was okay where I was at. You know, and she just reminded me us just sitting in her kitchen, talking, having that conversation about, you know, just, you know, being being young, you know, and being in a place where, you know, you want to be with someone, but you want to make sure you're good first. And she just reiterated the points of, you know, that I'm good where I'm at but never to be still in just where I met and realizing there's so much life to live from this moment. And it just reminded me to just keep going and keep pressing forward. So and that's think, and, and think about it, like not being with somebody, being single or not having people to connect with is not a death sentence. Right. Like it, if you look at it as this is my final resting place, that is very discouraging. But if you can understand that this is a season and a period in time and not the never ending reality of your life, it could potentially be different. So my brother used to do like mixed martial arts. And one of the times when he was at a practice, he actually like completely like broke his ankle, foot, all of that while doing some practice. You know, they tried to do like a flip him over their shoulder and his foot got caught under the other person's foot, completely messed up his foot, had to get surgery and was in a cast. And one of the things that initially he had to like really sit down, get off his feet, 
He had multiple surgeries. He had pins all through his foot and he had to be out the game, like no walking. But eventually the doctor said, okay, after we remove these pins, now you could start to walk and you need to get some exercise because if you're immobile for too long, you run the risk of getting clots in your leg. Um, One leg could end up being much smaller than the other. You actually have to start like moving it. And I think when we're when people don't have somebody in their life, especially around holiday times and they feel lonely, look at it as especially what I'm saying, connect with people still look at that connection as a way of you keeping motion going for that period of time. Don't just completely stop engaging with people because that's what people do. You get lonely and then you don't want to deal with anybody because it's not exactly well, this isn't a relationship. I want specifically a relationship. Well, maybe you're not ready for a relationship. My brother would have loved to be able to get right back out there and start doing his jujitsu stuff, but he can't because of where he's at in his healing journey. He still needs exercise. We still need connection, but he was not ready to get fully back out there and start practicing like he did. You may not be ready to be full-fledged in a relationship again. You may not be ready. So I think if we look at it as a season, because now if you go look at my brother, he's back to boxing, got his amateur card and everything. He's back to doing what he was able to do. But he had to take time and go slowly. He still did some of the necessary stuff while he was in isolation to make sure he still he still stayed healthy and that his leg was able to heal. While you're single or while you don't have somebody, while you may feel lonely, you still have to do those things that are needed to keep you kind of flowing in the game, feeding that companionship pot, even if it isn't someone that you can be in a relationship with. That's, that's true. That's true. You know, like a lot of it. I mean, I know for me, you know, back in college, like I tore my rotator cuff lifting weights and I wanted to get back to it like, like so quickly, you know, because I had gotten into a rhythm and a routine and I just had to sit and rest in it. But at the same time, like I was able to, you know, still go to class and still do the things I used to do, but do it very carefully. So that way I wouldn't, you know, re-injure what was already wrong as I was healing. So it's, it's like you said, it's you know, just taking the time of the season that you're in and realizing that it's okay, but still having that, that connectivity that you may, that you need in order to get to your next step. But on the flip side of that, you know, we have people, and a lot of us have done it. You know, you've you've got you you know, you know you're healing, you're on your journey and whatnot. But you know that spirit alone is just creep up on you, tap you on the shoulder, and you you got that person's number still in your phone. You know, you still you and you're like, hey, and you shoot them that infamous happy Thanksgiving. You know, everybody see the future memes like, hey, um, I know it's Thanksgiving, but I showed them give thanks when I when I had you. You know, like we, you, either we've been the recipient of that or we we've actually done it. So I guess my, my next question is like, what do you do when you have that setback? When you have that setback of, you know, reaching out to that ex or that sneaky link and, you know, y'all y'all reconnect and it's still the same story that you had before. This is all, it doesn't work out. What do you do when you have that setback? You, it, I don't want to make it sound like so simple, but you just start back over, like go back to the basics. Go back to understanding, okay, why am I needing to heal? There's a reason why you're in this healing journey in the first place. Actually, why am I healing? Where am I trying to get to? 
And what were those steps I had in place to ensure that I get there? If you're trying to like really heal from a relationship and you want to be better, one of the things is evaluating are the people I'm engaging with leading me in a direction that brings out my truest and best self. There's a reason you may have cut this person off. There's a reason you may not right now be with that person. There's a reason. Go back and look at those reasons. You And, and I'm really big on people like setting their own like reminders, like having stuff visual to remind you of where you're going and what you're trying. Even if you slip up, start back up, like go back to square one. Okay, make me, I need to do more self-love stuff. I need to do more reaffirming stuff. Then start looking at the practical stuff you're doing. Okay, I, I know I called this person because I have not been connecting with enough people. I've been isolated too long. So now that I know when I isolate myself, I am more likely to contact this person. Now you just break down that step. If, if doing that on your own, if you need a little bit of extra accountability, talk to like get a friend involved, get somebody, a partner, a, a homie, a bestie, somebody that you can call by, hey, yo, I'm about to slip again so that they can bring you back. Go back to the plan. If you don't have a plan and you've kind of just been winging it, this is the part where you need to look at what just happened, write it down. I always like to, to write out an analysis, especially if you feel like you messed up or you had a relapse or something in a behavior you were trying to prevent, like trying to stop doing. Go back and look at that whole analysis of the stream of events and then break it down. Where did I mess up at? Where could I have done something differently? Like literally look at the sequence of events. We don't do that. A lot of us think, and I used to do this too. I used to think things just happen because they happen. No, things happen because they are set off by a chain of events and decisions that we make. And the decisions that we make turn into our reality. If we don't like the reality where we're at, we have to go back and look at those decisions that we made leading up to it. So looking at, Man, what happened? Oh, I w I hadn't connected with any friends in three days. Then I watched a sappy, sad movie. Then I spent six hours on Instagram looking at uh, couples videos. Then I went on YouTube and started looking at couples vlogs. And now it's 11 o'clock and now I'm just in my field and I have to get rid of this feeling. It, it's, it's okay we mess up. Give yourself grace but also be willing to have accountability to where you're like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Go back, look at the plan and start again. It's okay to start over. Like no one has to be Mr. Perfect. I don't know if y'all remember wrestling, Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect. Like you don't have to be Mr. Perfect, but you do have to be willing to start over and try again. What what you think? Like what, what, what is your view on that? So it's like, it's kind of like this for me. It's, um, Anybody that like that likes you no know, DC comics or DC in general, like uh, there's a um, there's a animated movie um, where uh, all the members of the of the Justice League are incapacitated, <laughs> completely incapacitated, and they find out that Batman's computer, as, as security as it is, was was hacked, and it was hacked by uh, Vandal Savage, and they find out that he hacked Batman's computer and got his contingency plans for if anything happens to the Justice League, they're able to be taken out at the drop of a hand. And they find out that they're, they're Batman's contingency plans and they're upset with him. And he said to them, 
He said, what you didn't realize is that I even had one for myself. That if I ever got too far off of the path, there was something in place to make sure that I could be set back on track. And it's the same thing with us. Like we have to, and I'm glad you said it because it's like, it's true. We have to have contingency plans in place. So that way, if something happens, we're able to get back on track. But a lot of times, you know, we, we don't plan well. You know, a lot of us, we may not plan. We don't, we don't plan to have a bad breakup. We don't plan to have to end things because they become, you know, too traumatic or too toxic to, to stay in that relationship. We don't plan for it. But the one thing we can plan for is while we're in the midst of going through that, you know, that healing journey to make contingency plans for ourselves. So that way, like you said, we don't get caught up on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube looking at couples and realizing, why do I feel this way? It's because we fell into that that rabbit hole of looking at these videos and wanting those things and desiring those things. There's nothing with wanting those things, but it's like, okay, if I feed this, what's going to happen? Like, okay, this is going to happen if I do this. I still have this person's number saved. I still have, you know, all their stuff and whatnot. I'm going to fall into this hole of reaching back out and reconnecting with something that meant me no good. And I believe that's that's so true to to realize that, you know, give yourself that grace, like you said, you know, but at the same time, get back on track, you know, because I know for me, when I went through that, you know, in my early 20s, it was just like, I was just in this mode. I was in this mode of like just feeling stuck and I had to get myself back on track. And one of the things I actually started doing, I started finding finding a new hobby to occupy my mind. So that way I wouldn't be sitting there reminiscing on things that I can't get back to. And mm. I actually started back reading. And I mean, I was like, you know, between, you know, going to class and whatnot, I would actually go to the library, not for stuff for class, but I went to the library to get books. Something I could read just in my leisure time. And, you know, I was balancing that and, and reading books and just doing that just really helped me stay focused. And But I didn't use it as a distraction. I use it as just a way to just focus my energy into something else that could actually do me, do me some good. So, and to, and to add to what you said, I would, I would find new hobbies. You know, find new hobbies that can you know, help you get, stay focused, help you stay motivated if it's working out, reading, um, finding some other hobby that you may like, whether it is, uh, like one thing my wife likes to do now, she likes to get the Lego sets and put those together, like the ones from different different cities and different countries. You know, do stuff like that that's going to help you stay focused and help you stay motivated because it's so important to find things to occupy that space where somebody else feels. Hey, but hobbies don't keep you warm at night. There's so different about a body that, that keeps you warm at night. I don't know. There's no substitute. But here's another thing, Dexter. Think about this. But what if you are in a relationship? What if you are married and you still feel lonely? We don't ever talk about that. Like, what if holiday comes around and you still feel lonely, even though you got a relationship, y'all been rocking for a while, and you feel lonely? What then? Like... You're, you're supposedly where everyone wants to be during the holidays. You want to be booed up. You got a place to go. Y'all got a family uh, uh, gathering to go to. You have people to meet. You got things to do. You got the you got the uh, photography package set up to where y'all going to do matching photos. You're going to do the pajama party, all of that. But you still feel lonely. You still feel alone. You still feel isolated. What then? Like you're in a relationship. Like should you not feel lonely? Ooh, that's heavy. But this, there are a lot of people that feel that way. 
And then at that point, you have to ask two people a question. What is it that I really need? You got to ask yourself that and then ask your partner that. Like, why? Like, what? Is there something I'm not getting? And you got to have a check-in. Have a check-in with yourself and with, and with your partner and realize, okay, why am I with someone and I feel still feel lonely? Like, what is it that's, that's actually missing? What's, what am I not getting? Like, is there something I'm not giving myself? Because that's the first place to start. Okay, what am I not giving myself? Am I not giving myself enough grace? Am I not giving myself enough time to, to seek out the things that I actually like to do that's separate from my significant other? Or is it something that I'm not getting from them that I've asked them for and they're not reciprocating on the thing that we've already had discussion about? So those are the three things I would, I would definitely ask because it's, it's important to do, to do that and to figure out okay, what, what's going on. Because there's a reason you feel that way. You know, I know at first we'll be like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just something else or it's just the the holidays and me feeling like this. But it, no, your feelings are your feelings. And one of the worst things you can do is, you know, hide it and bury it. And on top of that, put a smile on top of what you're already feeling sad about and feeling lonely about. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's nothing strange about how you feel. Plenty of people feel that way. But the question is to understand what what's the reason behind it. Like what's causing me to feel like this? Like what's what's the problem? You know, like like have that conversation and be with someone that's open to hear what you have to say, and be and because I know it's a tough conversation, especially during the holidays. It's like, hey, I feel lonely when I'm with you, right? And the, and the idea is supposed to be if I have somebody, then I won't feel lonely. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure someone who doesn't have a partner right now is looking at the people who are in relationships and have somebody and are married and are doing these things saying, how in the world can you be lonely when you have someone to do something with 24 seven? It doesn't make sense. But I think what it still comes back to is a a internal kind of thing, a internal um, cup that's not being filled in some form or fashion. So I think like (laughs) a lot of people, think and believe that just because you have someone means that loneliness goes away. It doesn't. It it may even actually be worse because the thought is, okay, I thought I had somebody. Why do I still feel disconnected? And I think that's something that people just need to think about and consider. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's true, you know, cause you can be in the same room with somebody and feel like you're sitting by yourself and feel like there's like, what's happening? Like what is going on? And, you know, it's funny. My wife, she told me the other day, she was like, she's like, I'm going to tell you what I'm feeling because she said, not necessarily for you, but for myself. And I'm like, wow, that, that's, that takes, that takes a lot of, you know, self inventory to be like, look, I'm going to tell you what I feel because it's going to help me. And not even realizing it's helping me too to understand what you're feeling. Because like you said, just because you're with somebody doesn't mean you're going to stop feeling lonely. Because there's things, there's different things you need and there's different things that kind of occupy your mind and occupy that space that, that are different from when you first met them, you know, and it may change month to month or week to week, whatever it is, it's going to change. You're going to change. And, and that's okay to feel that way, you know, but it's just like, like you said, being open enough to say, Hey, this is what's going on with me because the first person you owe it to is yourself. Hmm. Because, and if you don't give it to yourself, who's going to give it to you? Hey, and we're in the holiday season. So here's here's another thing that I think adds a lot of pressure. Going to these family events, social gatherings, 
being the person who always shows up by yourself, there's a lot of pressure with that. Mm-hmm. This is this has been three Thanksgivings in a row that you ain't brought nobody around. Like, and people start to wonder, like, especially at our grown age, like oh, yeah. if you single people start asking questions or making little hints or insinuations about, so is there anybody in your life? And like, no, I just want to eat this mac and cheese and dress. And like, I really ain't trying to talk about that. So, like, people who have to go to these events, these social events, and then have to deal with the scrutiny, the pressure of not having somebody. Like, how do you think people deal with that? I mean, it's honestly, the biggest thing you have to do, um, and actually you made a post about it actually, uh, I think last week, or the week before last about setting boundaries and letting people know what you're not gonna talk about. And it's just like, because it's so important to set those boundaries and realize that your boundary is to keep you safe. And you, like I said before, you owe it to yourself first. And that pretty much needs to be the mantra, especially in this season. Like, I owe it to myself first. And realizing that it may not make, it's going to make other people uncomfortable. And, you know, if you, especially if you grow, if you grow up in, you know, in the times we grew up in, it's like, well, if you say something like this to your grandmama or your auntie or your mama, that's disrespectful. No, no, no. What's disrespectful is to keep saying things to me that hurt me. Or mm. take me Man, out. Say that one more time. So it's, it's not disrespectful of me to tell you how I'm feeling. It's disrespectful of you to keep saying things that hurt me. And you thinking that it, it means no harm or it's quote unquote tough love. That's not tough love. That's not tough love. It's not tough love at all. Like you keep keeping reopening a wound that I'm trying to heal. How, how will I ever heal? If you keep cutting me open with your words, you know? So just tell, telling grandma why you're eating your, eating your mac and cheese and your greens and your yam, but hey, Mm-mm. I'm not, I can't talk about that. I'm trying to work on some things with myself. I'm not going to talk about that. We can talk about something else though. I'm actually doing this at work and just change the conversation. Like I'm not, I'm not having that conversation and leave it at that. And if somebody gets mad, let them be mad. Let them be mad because they have to learn that they can't speak to you in that way and still say they love you in the same sentence. How does, how does that even work? Cause like I said, you owe it to yourself first. You know, or if that means you just staying for, you know, for 15 minutes instead of hours, do that. Or if that means that you just got to come pick up a plate and leave, let that be that. Say, hey, to everybody, how you doing? I'm here to get that plate. All right, y'all have a good day. See you at Christmas and go about your business because that is okay. Because sitting around in toxicity while you're the, because it's like this, they're going to talk about you either way, whether you're there or you're not. Which one would you prefer? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 wild though, and having to fight people at the family gathering over what you do and don't want to talk about. But hey, we know that a lot of families are like that, and especially around these holiday times, we just gotta just just gauge our own temperature. Like you don't have to stay, you don't have to stay at the gathering longer than you need to. Go enough to not be isolated. That's why I really try to encourage mm-hmm. people is not to isolate, but also it may be good to stick around for a little bit to have some connection and then roll. So here's another group of people that I see around the holiday times, the ones that try to hide from loneliness by being overly social. Like you don't, like they don't stay in the house. Like the house is still the way it was, but they've been gone three or four days trying to not really sit with themselves and feel those feelings of loneliness. Is it okay to like, fill your life with enough distractions to where 
You don't have to deal with loneliness. No, like that's <laughs> I see it so often. I see it with so many in so many college classmates, high school class, like, like, are you ever home? Like it's like it's like, what are you doing? It's like it's like you're kind of you're you're running from the silence of solitude. And it's like if you're never sitting with your thoughts, how do you ever just be? You know, like being the life of the party, being the life of the family gathering over here, helping plan this next gathering, helping to own plan my next trip to go here, 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 here. Okay, cool, travel. But it's like, what are you, what are you running from? It's like, what what thoughts are there in your head that you do not want to occupy that space? Mm -hmm. And you have to sit with it. That's one of the things my grand my grandfather told me. It was like, you know. When you do something or you make a decision, don't run from it. You need to sit with that. You need to sit with it and you need to feel it. Because if you don't sit with it and feel it, how are you ever going to be the person that you're making other people believe that you are? Because everybody's opinion of you, it doesn't matter. Like we said last week, why do you care so much? Because if you're putting forth this, this image of what you want people to perceive you to be, what about the people that love you and see you already? And see you for exactly who you are and where you're at. One of those people in my life is my grandmother. And if I ever tried to be whatever, she could, she could um, hug me and whisper one word in my ear and be like, what's going on with you? And I just break down. And I think it's important to have those kind of people in your life where they see you. And a lot of us, unfortunately, we don't want to be seen in the way that we need to be seen. We don't want our brokenness to be seen. We don't want our loneliness to be seen. But those feelings are your feelings, like we said before. And you just need to feel that. And stop occupying yourself with the distractions that you think are going to make you feel better. They're not. You're just going to be stuck with the, those same thoughts and the same intrusive thoughts. And at some point, those thoughts and those feelings are going to knock down that door. And all those feelings are going to come rushing in. And it's going to be it's going to be a mess, for the, the lack of a better word. It's going gonna, it's gonna to feel bad. But you're not too far gone to just stop and just be and just be and just sit still mm. and just feel what you feel and let that be that. Got you. So I do have a little funny segment as we're starting to wrap up. So I, I want Thanksgiving is coming up. Thanksgiving okay. is coming up and I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Uh -oh. I want to know what are your top five Thanksgiving items to eat? It could be dessert. It could be a drink. What are your must have Top five Thanksgiving items, and I'm about to judge yours, so go ahead. All right, all right. So, and it doesn't have to be ordered in order. Okay, cool. Don't cool. have to be in order. All right, all right. I gotta have, I gotta have mac and cheese. Gotta have mac and cheese. That's an absolute must. Second thing, there must be crown present. Has to be crown present. That's a, that's a thing. That's a thing. There must be crown present. What um, flavor? Crown. Flavor crown. Um. It can either be one of these, and I'm fine with it. Either crown vanilla or crown apple. One of those two, I'm good. Um, third thing has to be now in this season of my life, it has to be cake. It can either it can either be it can either be caramel cake, red velvet, or key lime. One of those three. It, but I got got to have that. Um, fourth thing, of course, sweet potato pie. That's a must. Absolute must to have sweet potato pie. Fourth, um, sorry, fifth thing would have to be banana pudding. I gotta have banana pudding. 
got got saved. Okay. Oh, you went with like three desserts there. <laughs> I know. Listen, three I'm desserts. I'm in a different season in my life. Hey, I don't feel so bad because I be loving dessert too. I be needing like a whole separate plate for dessert. Listen. So, so here goes mine. Don't judge me, but you can judge me if you want to. Number one, dressing. You gotta have some dressing. Gotta have dressing, like thick, compact, like dressing. Number two, uh, uh, second one, mac and cheese. Yes, God. It's gotta be mac and cheese. Number three. Deviled eggs. I don't know. Y'all gotta have deviled eggs. Listen, people be fighting over deviled eggs at our gathering. Like, and I make them, so I know they good. They be one of the deviled eggs. Uh, that was three, four. Red velvet cake. Red velvet cake. And number five, I'm gonna say another one. Apple pie. You gotta have apple pie. Okay. I, I don't like sweet potato pie. Like, I don't know what the difference between sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie is. I think they're the same thing and people just confuse. So y'all could judge me if y'all want. I also want to hear what y'all five favorite Thanksgiving items are. So y'all just go ahead and let us know about that. Uh, you got anything else for us, Dexter? I just want to <laughs> Okay, for, okay, okay. Now, when you say dressing, now, is it with like a plethora of sage in it? Cause me, I can't stand. You know, you know, grandmamas, aunties, and them—they be heavy on the sage. No, nah, you shouldn't be able to bite the twigs of the sage. No. Thank you. Okay. All right. As long as okay, I won't judge you no further. Cause if you want them, I got hell plenty of sage. Nah, I can't do it. Can't do it. Um, I mean, the only thing I would add to this man is just you know be in this holiday season, not just for Thanksgiving, but throughout from now until into the new year and well into the new year. I would say the, the one of the things I want to leave you guys with is just give yourself grace. You know, give yourself enough grace to feel what you feel while in this journey. If you feel lonely, if you feel disconnected, even with your significant other, if you feel all those things, give yourself grace to feel it. And then just come out of nowhere, it's there. And that means there's a need that needs to be met. Give yourself that grace. Um, answer answer those questions. Do that self-inventory to realize what exactly what you need, when you need it, and how you need it. Give that to yourself so you can be everything you can be for yourself and to those that you're responsible for and love and just and just rest in it and sit in. Sit in what you feel, bask in what you feel so that way it doesn't overwhelm you, it doesn't overtake you, so that way you can just go through this thing and feel what you need to feel and come out on the other side of the light road. And that'll be our Flip the Script segment for this week. Yo, I just thank all of you guys for tuning in, staying connected with us, rocking with us for as long as you have. Please head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Podcast, comment, rate, subscribe. If you're in podcast land, please head on over to Love Unscripted HD where you can see the full video for this podcast episode. Also, be on the lookout because this Black Friday we're launching. We're going to start registering the Wake Up and Love community where if you're single in a relationship or married, you can get uh, professional guidance. You can have community. You get evidence-based strategies for how to go about this dating and relationship space. We're going to meet Monday through Friday every single day. We'll be able to talk to some of the top professionals in the country on how to really make this thing called love and relationships work. So we just thank you all for rocking with us. Follow Dexter on all the street on all platforms at Love on My Sleeve, and you can always find me on Instagram at love.unscripted. Hey, we may not have all the answers, but we will have the conversation. See y'all next time.
Peace out.